0: Hmm, you can stay one step ahead of stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <sniffs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty ultra-strong trash bag with new fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty ultra-strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Eerie Tales for Dark Nights. 5, 4... Three, two, one. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jordan Lee. I'm sure you are all ready to dive into some dark, creepy stories. So let's get started. My husband and I decided to revisit a very beautiful town called Blairsville, It's a very small, simple little place with limited attractions, but a very full history. It's completely surrounded by the Georgia mountains and full of old-fashioned southern hospitality. I was nine months pregnant at the time, and since I was due to be induced soon, and my husband had some time off, we thought it was a good idea to go sightseeing. Blairsville was fairly close to where we lived, so that's where we headed. In the center of the town square was Blairsville's Historic Courthouse, which had been built in 1899. The courthouse had to undergo some repairs during the 1920s due to a lack of preservation, but the changes were minimal at best, and it was placed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1980. It stands beautifully in the middle of a small, grassy lot and is built mainly of brick with a tall white clock and bell tower. On the lawn to the side of the building, encased in a glass box, is one of the original bells. The building itself comprises two floors, the first being where the museum is. As soon as we walked in, we were greeted by a kind older woman who welcomed us to the courthouse. The floors were made of some kind of cherry hardwood, and the walls were full of displays. Old farming equipment with black and white photos of fields, crops, and the farmers working them. Folded flags, old advertisements, and newspaper clippings and frames. The first room was rather small, containing an old school desk, a sewing mannequin wearing a simple flower pattern dress and a glass case filled with various miscellaneous items, thimbles and old buttons, postage stamps, coins, a pair of women's laced gloves, teacups and plates. There were also pictures of school children and families, and lots of the town itself. It's definitely a place rich with history, so I recommend paying a visit if you like that sort of stuff the second room was much more intense in terms of the atmosphere. For some reason, when I'm around older items, I tend to be sensitive to certain emotions lingering around them, such as those that belonged to the original owner. Since the second room was filled with war items, the atmosphere was much heavier. There were all sorts of uniforms, bullets, guns and swords, letters and medals on display. As soon as I walked in, I almost walked back out again. The whole place was brimming with feelings of sadness, anger and fear. As I walked around the room, I began to feel, hear and see the remnants attached to the objects. I could smell the gunpowder the sweat and blood and dirt buried into the fabric of the uniforms. I could hear the echoes of screams and shouts, and very faintly, the sound of gunfire. When I began to feel a shooting pain in my chest, I decided it was best to get out of the room as quickly as possible before the feelings got worse. I think I must have been experiencing someone else's final moments or perhaps, because of the abundance of artifacts in the room, it was a flood of different memories washing over me at once, making me feel all these different things. Either way, it was making me feel really uneasy, so I stepped out into the hall and waited for my husband to finish looking around. When he was done, we headed up to the second floor, which was the old courtroom. It was now used for small gatherings, and there were sometimes events held there, including a place for kids to take photos with Santa during the holidays. When we went, there was nothing on, so it was fairly empty. It was a rather large room, capable of holding around 70 to 100 people somewhat comfortably. There was still a judge's bench, as well as witness stands on either side, All of it was roped off, but the rest of the room was filled with pews. The walls themselves were lined with old windows that still had their original panes and some old photographs of the courtroom when it was still being used for cases. As I walked around the room, I noticed an unsettling presence around me, almost as though I was being watched from the shadows. I took a look around, But my husband and I were the only ones in the room. I stuck close to him, trying to shake away the feeling of unease. We were standing still, looking at some of the old black and white photographs, when I felt two hands firmly grip my hips from behind. It was a very sudden, aggressive motion, and all the hairs on my neck stood on end as a cold gust of wind blew down my back. It was then that I heard a deep, male voice whisper in my ear, Guilty. I was guilty and freed. That was the last straw for me. I no longer felt comfortable staying there. I asked my husband if we could leave, and for a second, the hands on my hips tightened, as though preventing me from going. But then they let go, thankfully. My husband gave me a funny look and asked if I was okay. I told him I just felt a little fatigued, so the two of us laughed. Just before I reached the steps, I heard the same voice as before whisper, Fools! I didn't even bother looking back, but just kept walking, eager to get out of there. I had no idea what he had been guilty of, but even now...